Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Network podcast. This is a series of longer conversations about improv aimed at uh, making stronger connections throughout the improv community. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And today we are joined by our good friend, Shannon Stott. Thank you. Hello, yeah. friends. It's me. <laughs> Shannon. Even the blizzard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're all the way, all the way from Austin, Texas, where we've all gone nuts. There's nothing in the grocery stores, and you can't tell by looking outside why. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, so wait, wait, wait. What's the weather right now? Like, uh, just temperature. Like it's legit. Like coming up on sixty-five, almost seventy degrees. <laughs> wow. It's like. Uh, yeah, it's very, it's so, it's so silly. It's, you want, you want some sort of proof for your madness. Like, no, I'm telling you, somebody, somebody said it was like a, um, a Twilight Zone. And I was like, yeah, it's like, I want to say like, there's some snow on the ground. There was snow yeah. on the ground. There was, there's something yeah. on the wind. You want to point and be like, that did it to us. But then it's gone. It's like, are it's we, gone. are we weak or is that, are, this was real, right? That wasn't like a, a nightmare. Yeah, okay. it definitely, it definitely is ex exactly like that. Cause there's, there's just nothing. I, I go on a walk every day and uh, a few days ago there was on the Hill, there was all these, there was a pile up of cars cause they couldn't, cause Texas doesn't know how to drive in snow. So, uh, there's a pileup of cars on this hill because they could their tires couldn't get up. And mm. then today, that same hill, like people are just going 80 degrees up that hill or 80, 80 miles an hour up that hill. Just zoom, zoom. Like, I swear I saw it. I swear. But we're doing all right. We are. We are. Oh, That's uh, good. we're doing okay. We personally, there are lots of people who are not doing so great, but we are doing well. Yes. And we're happy that you are and that you are able to join us this week. Um, yes. we were uh, I, I, at the top of the show last week, I was like, uh, I definitely forgot to say Eastern standard time on a couple of these back and forth with Shannon. I'm sure she's like, oh, I can't wait to do that podcast in an hour. I yeah. sure was here. I was like, Hey guys, I'm here. Where's everybody? All right. It's an hour ago. Great, 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 great. <laughs> but we got it together. We got it together. Awesome. And and for this episode, our topic is going to be about beats of a story, beats of a scene in an improvised show, or really we can take it um, whatever direction we want. But just generally the idea of beats, I think, is really um, this is one of those topics that for me personally, I uh, is not my strong suit. Um, I, I'm not really good about thinking about narrative or um uh, beats and and where where things are going um and i know bob is and uh i'm curious to know shannon for you is is this in your wheelhouse or is this something that um is uh a little bit like for me you know tougher to tackle it's it's in my wheelhouse so we i'm in uh i work a lot with the hideout theater out here in Austin and their specialty really is narrative improv. And they, yeah, beats are a big thing. Beats are a, <laughs> a big thing. Um, I, this is a super side note. I'm so sorry. I have to do it. Uh, I Wait, used to teach right. little kids um, improv and whatnot. And we were talking about beats <laughs> and this kid came up to me. He's like, I know all about beats. I was like, really? He said one. 
three, two, <laughs> one, one. I was like, what is that? He was like, I'm making beats. <laughs> I was like, what's that? What's happening? He's like 11. <laughs> like, I don't I don't even understand what the, what the number is. Anyway, so yeah, I know all about Beats, Chase. <laughs> I love that it went one, three, two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that kid grew up to be Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. Just no, no, no. No, listen to me. One, three. Two 11s in a row. Right. Less, honestly, less alarming to me that that they were spaced out so sporadically was that the numbers were in reverse order. (laughs) Yeah. It was all, it was like all wrong. But anyway, yes. So that's my side note. Yes. uh, We, I'm, I'm, I, yes, we work with beats in a show. um, And I'm actually interested, James, you said, I'm not familiar with beats. So before we even, get into that or i'm not you said you're sort of not familiar with it what does that mean for you where are you well where are you in that i guess um yeah i i it's it's not that i'm not familiar so much as like it's just not a tool that i've uh, been able to really um harness and uh especially when it comes to narrative um I, I had done some narrative stuff uh, in the past, and um, but the longest stretch of doing narrative uh, that I had was a year with a house team um, uh, at the People's Improv Theater, uh, which sadly just uh, closed its yeah. stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, for a year, we were doing uh, narrative, and I was on a team. It was the first time that we were really like like crafting a structured story. Um, that where we wanted particular things to ha- happen in a genre. And previously it had just been like, it's narrative, but it's free form, like wherever it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so working with this team, I was working with some people who are really, really good at um, meeting the structure that we set out to do uh, and ha- doing it in a way that felt organic. Um, and I just was like, I, how are you, at what point are you thinking about like, oh, this person is definitely actually the villain. Or like, or like, oh, they said that. I'll definitely see that in 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 the in as a reveal in the you know in the second half. Mm. So it's it's really that kind of stuff that that um, I'm I struggle with the most uh, when it comes to like beats of a scene. I feel like I'm okay with it, but I'm I'm more like I'm good with it with like heightening and not necessarily with like um, I don't know what I would call like story uh, like arc. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and the, I, I, I'd like to go way high and then make our way down into maybe some specifics. But um, I'm wondering, Bob, what you think about uh, like beats of a show. So when we talk about story beats, like when we're talking about uh, narrative beats and in story, as improvisers that we all are, we're also I feel like wrapped up in that is beats of a show, right? What are the, what do we want the audience to go through? What do we want them to experience? And I'm wondering your thoughts on, on that. Are we talking like one act or are we? I'm talking, I'm talking about anything. I'm talking like short form, long form, one act, like, but obviously specifically improv, but as far as like 
do you ever consider the yeah the beats from like the time a person enters a theater or even if we're talking uh virtual right. the time the person like enters a live stream to the time that they leave what what are the beats what are the things that they're supposed to be experiencing do you put effort into that oh yeah because you know what really got me um nancy hayden we were writing a show and right in the middle of it she was she was directing it uh, stopped us and said, "Hey, this is all really funny, but where's your awe moment? Like, wh when when's the when's the audience? Like, yeah, we got a lot of laughs per second, but where's that thing that really draws them in? And, and that that just became like a mantra to me when I'm right. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that we're taking them for a total emotional roller coaster rather than just hey we can be funny want to see how funny we are we're funny yeah. ha 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 you know and just just pound them over the head with jokes or you know laughs um which you know some people may be expecting that coming into a place that says uh comedy on the wall but right. if you don't give them that pause if you don't give them you know if you don't make them feel like an attachment to the characters there's not that great of a payoff at the end you know yeah. so i i think i think you need pauses i think you need time to breathe i think um it should almost like a show should almost come in waves yep where there's a little bit of downtime and then build it back up and then knock them down but every wave should be slightly bigger you know because you yeah. want to slightly heighten um and then probably a big crescendo at the top like almost at the end and then a very big like almost a low at at the very end where we're, hey, t guess what kids? We all learn something. Yeah. Uh, and that's how, I mean, I don't know if that made sense to anybody, but that's how I just see it in my brain. Like yes, I, I, could, I could draw like a picture of what it looks like and what the yep. beats of a show should look like. You know, it, you know what? Let me tell you what beats of the show are. Three, 11, <laughs> <laughs> two, two, and then 11 again. <laughs> Like, gotta hit that 11 you gotta hit that 11 two Man, times huh? when you get them to 11 that's that's when you get all their money so <laughs> don't start with 11 get to 11 just get get, get to 11 <laughs> i love that no i very much understand and i know that people listening are are understand that it's interesting uh, to think about narrative and different, just different types of shows. Cause you were talking about, uh, yeah, we can get them to laugh, right? We can do right. this laugh thing over and over again. Yeah. And immediately I think about comedy sports, comedy sports, I love you. Uh, but, or rather, and uh, they're, depending on what, who, what city you're watching, comedy sports tends to start high and it tries to stay high right we're, we're trying to stay in a space where like the the jokes are coming a mile a minute right we're just like this is the jokes this is the jokes these are the characters these are the characters these are the uh funny uh like things we can do with our bodies our right. voices our uh, gibberish we can guess things we're so fast on our feet wah, 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 right uh but even in comedy sports like even when teaching it even when playing it you'll see that the the ref and the two teams are always talking about behind the scenes, like what what game came first? Is this game that we're gonna play next too similar to that game? If we yeah. played a gibberish game, do we need to play something? Or if we played uh, something with two people on stage, do we need to play something with four people on stage? Where are the group games? Where are the monologue games? All of those things are still beats 
of the show, right? We're not randomly throwing together games. You, you can, you can just randomly like just throw together games, but your audience, and you know this, your audience doesn't wave and it doesn't do the thing you're talking about, that like highs and right. lows. And especially with comedy sports, what's interesting is, you know, if not, I'm sorry, if you're a comedy sports fan and you're listening, I'm a, these are, you just oh. press mute, like, shh, quiet. quiet. Don't, you don't Spoiler want to alert. To part. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Thank you. Like, we are talking about the games and the, and the show in ways that, how are we going to get the audience to vote slightly equally? right for the for the teams so that it's fun if you're actually in that space where you're like you're buying in you're a loyal fan and you're buying into the game uh, the the whole game you want that feel of sport right yeah. you want you want it to be close you want if you're we're voting for the loyal if we're voting for the blue team if we're voting for the red team you want it to feel like an actual sporting event i don't know if you guys watched the super bowl this year but it was like you guys this this is too much. Like it was way too spread the points. I, I'm sorry. We're talking about Super Bowl now. I'm out of my. I'm out of my league. <laughs> I brought it up. It's my fault. I did this no, to myself. No. But, but you know the points. I, I, real quick, I did watch the Puppy Bowl, and I did think about this during that. I was like, it's the editor's job to like find these clips that, even though it's absurd to watch in this game, that they need to make it seem like it's a legit competition. Yes. Right? Be like repetitively one to one. Be like, like oh. I'm yeah. just thinking, Shannon, you can said anything after. Did you guys watch the Super Bowl? And me and James went, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know when the cheerleaders fist fight during the, the third down? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Blood sport. Okay. <laughs> it's an American it's like, tradition. Yeah, nope. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't. I barely watched it. Anyway, but the point is. That it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun, really, because whatever team won, sorry, Super Bowl, but I don't even know who was playing. No but whatever on team one. won, <laughs> they won by a landslide, right? And it's right. like once you get right. us to a certain point, you're no longer. And so, yeah, the beats of that game, right? The beats of that game aren't aren't fun to watch. And as far as comedy sports goes, that's what we're doing behind the scenes, even though the even though we're still talking about, right, how do we keep the audience attention? How do we keep energy high? Almost throughout the whole show, we want a high energy feel because we're going for that sports energy. But in that, the behind the scenes, the meta is how do we create that rolling that you're talking about? How do we create something that looks balanced? How do we make it feel like uh, we're voting for one team, one team's ahead and one team's not? How do we make it feel like they're catching up now? What's the ref's job? All of all of that has to do with beats. And it's all it's important. And this almost goes back to what you were talking about last last episode, right? Who is the show for? Right. If it's the beats, if we're talking about beats, we're yes, we're talking about telling stories. We're talking about that for the for the performers, just so we understand where we are in a story. How much time do we have? Like, do we have an hour? Great. How much time have we spent just the, with the backstory of this villain? Blah, blah, blah. What are the beats? But we also the show is also for the audience. The audience instinctively knows narrative. 
right? And we've, I mean, right. I, I was going to say we've talked about this before, but on a global scale, like people have talked about this. We instinctively understand what narrative is. We instinctively know what storytelling is, what a backstory is, why we have to, why are we cheering for the, for the hero? What is the hero going through? What, what is the hero's journey, right? And we have to be able to do that for the audience. That's, the show is for that, well, I, I don't know where you guys landed, but the show is also for the it's also for the audience. Improvisers. That is not what we decided. I'm sorry. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> no, we, we we decided on the. You first, must have been uh, watching the Puppy Bowl <laughs> <laughs> Network <laughs> podcast because we went the other way. <laughs> sorry, that's a fact. But we absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a sort of vanilla answer, uh, but uh, that it is both absolutely. Right keep the audience included in the process as much as uh the people on stage absolutely so yeah, yeah that's that i yeah so that's the that's the big that's the overarchy like where, where is the show what do we do for the show how do we how do we beat the show and when when we are in um if you talk to if you talk to like masters of like theater right people will tell you that the show starts when you walk through the door. And then I've noticed that people are getting to a spot now where marketing is even becoming part of the show, right? Yeah. yeah. James, you were like totally, totally yeah, nodding. Totally true. It's like, it's like the, the, the branding and the, the, there's like a story arc to getting the first exposure. And there's all these uh, marketing tools of, of like, the, the who we are like there's like exposition to your brand and then it's like once once you have people sort of aware of who you are then uh how do you get them to engage or or like yeah take action? and that's absolutely yeah. a narrative tool and and that all leads up to actually uh for a show getting someplace and then experiencing the show so you get you get basically the feel of a show uh that gets you baits you into you know what is a more expanded version of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm talking, uh, I'm in, in the process with a friend of mine, uh, Jen Pina, who is a trained actor and she and I have been uh, working on a, a show called the doors experiment yes. and it is an improvised show, right? Yeah. <laughs> that I, I watched. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I mean, so what you guys are doing is so incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I did you. a deep dive on my guest. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm a professional. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Don't watch Thank the you. Super Bowl. I'll watch the, <laughs> the Doors experience. That's what we're, yeah. it was funny because that's what we were doing. Like, we, instead of being at the Super Bowl, we literally had our show and we were like, did we schedule a show on the same night as the Super Bowl? That was, you know, your was audience. That was, yeah. Good see? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But he, she was, she, we've been in conversation about the, just the audience, the audience of, of an, an improv audience versus a theater audience, right? So we're doing right. an improv, uh, an improvised show, but she is like, oh, man, all of this, like getting suggestions and like having them be part of the show. Ah, She's on the like itchy side of it. And we have been talking about how much we can do in the marketing, right? right. To get people to a space where once they get to the actual show, um, they, they, as the audience have already taught themselves and each other how to enjoy the show to their, to the best of their abilities. And I was talking about the blue man group 
which is so fun because if you've never seen the Blue Man Group, as soon as you start to like research Blue Man Group or say, I'm going to go see the Blue Man Group, every the people who have the audience already educates you. They'll tell you like, right. oh my gosh, sit in the front, you know, get a poncho or sit way in the back or make sure to bring your blue man blobbers or whatever it is. But the audience <laughs> educates you so that once you get there, you've already gone through a narrative, right? You're excited. You feel yeah. a certain way. Your, expe your expectations are a certain way. So we're trying to, how do we recreate that in this show, but also in improv I, I, in general, like how do we recreate that, especially for audiences. What do you right. guys think about audiences who are never, who have never seen Im improv before? Do you, are, uh, are you excited when that happens or is it like, Oh no, just get out. You're doomed. No, I, I love that. And, and actually yeah. I'm really glad that you turned this conversation to, uh, tend to the more broad idea of beats, not just as they apply to, to narrative or genre. Um, but just like the experience of a show, uh, and, and that's a perfect example and something that I really love and think about a lot as opposed to the uh, narrative stuff, which is tough for me, <clears throat> these uh, beats of experience are absolutely, you know, how I apply that stuff w without really uh, thinking about it in those terms. And mm -hmm. I love having an audience that is uninitiated to improv. And I love building a show um, that br brings you into that experience, starting with the, with the, you know, the introduction. I love, I, I really have. Oh no. <laughs> what would he love? Oh, we'll find out next week, kids. <laughs> James <laughs> loves something and as he, he right, loves, right, right, right. <laughs> Let me tell you a little something about my friend James. He loves, he just loves everything. Um, but no, but to answer your question, I, mm -hmm. I also love it when someone is unaware what is going to happen because they have anticipation. Mm. And I, I hope I can deliver on that anticipation because uh, that's part of the excitement. Um, and, you know, you, you have those 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 people who come to the theater all the time. And I love them, too, because they keep the lights on. And mm -hmm. it's just I don't know. It, it's it's I, I know I just love having an audience that is is in awe because, like, if they're just slightly aware of what improv is it's that uh, they give you a little more, little more leeway of, Oh, he's making this all up or they're making this all up on the spot. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. You know, yeah. it, it's like when you're at a karaoke bar and someone gets up there, can you actually sing? And like, Oh, Oh wow. <laughs> hey, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will never do that, but okay. Good on you. Um, yeah. I wonder what are, what, so as we get like eat a little bit narrower, but what okay. are some things that you do to ensure that people from that have never seen an improv show are enjoying themselves? Okay. Well, so beast of a show, um, my instinct is give them what they want and then give them something they didn't know they want. Mm -hmm. I call that my red wedding theory. Uh, so yeah, nerd, uh, uh, Game of Thrones loved. Yep, yep. I, I, I did not read the books before I saw the show was really I, kind of feeling the show. Like, okay, you know, it's, it's got dragons. Cool. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, and, and then we kill, we kill Ned. 
at the beginning, we, we you know, everybody dies. Like I didn't know I like, and then I got sucked in, you know, I, that's when the red weddings, what pulled me into that show because I did not know I was even, I, I was kind of rolling my eyes. Like, Oh, now we're going to see the wedding part. Whoopee. And like, Oh, all right. We're starting with the, yeah. Okay. I'm in. You got me, you got me HBO. So uh, I, th- I think that's, I think that's kind of cool that because they, they buy their ticket. There's mm-hmm. comedy on the sign. They know it's going to be funny. They've, probably have seen either who's line or wild and out or something. So they might be a little bit familiar. Um, there, there's some, my, my only hesitation is they might be expecting standup and, and, you know, as, as fun as lion games are, it's not, it's, it can't compare to like a good standup show. Um, John Mulaney's not going to do a thousand and one. Right, uh, <laughs> but he so, should. He should. I think he, <laughs> he might be okay at it. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. So I like we're like we're getting we're getting I'm getting there. I'm, I'm like getting us slowly getting down the the what are those things called the funnel the, the like, funnel the yeah. funnel. I knew it. I knew what this. Is. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to when it comes, because James was saying that you're you feel like you're you're pretty good on on beats. What what are the important things of about beats? What are beats? Why wow, beats? It's like I never left. <laughs> it's oh, okay. like you never left at all. No, you left. Um, them with yeah, love. sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, uh, so for me, um, what I love yes. about beats designing like uh the experience um for an uninitiated audience is just thinking about like the puzzle of like like what do i what does what does someone really need to know like um and i'll do like a a structured long form um and then i'll be like what okay I'll, i'll outline like what if i don't know anything about this what is helpful for me to know that what's about to happen one uh that it's improvised and and what that means is that we're going to be making everything up as we go there's no script um uh depending on the show you know it's going to be based on your suggestion and here's how um and then you know we're going to start here we're going to and we're hopefully going to end up here um and by the end of it if we're lucky (laughs) this will have happened uh but along the way because it's improvised, all of this could change. So yeah. strap in because uh, you are, um, we are all, you know, in the same boat as far as uh, our control over what happens. Um, yeah. You know, I'm wondering in that, okay, so uh, scenario, what do you do? How, how do I ask this question? Have you ever been in a, in, in either a, uh, a narrative or even just short form, but a long, a long show where you, at the very end, you get the, the person who doesn't believe that it was improvised. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, that's They're the best like, compliment ever. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so here's my question. My actual question is, is there something that you do? Are there things that you do in shows that you do purposefully almost to prove uh, that this is an improvised show or is that a no-no for you all? No, I, I honestly, uh, so going back to your, your previous question, like the, mm-hmm. the person walks in, uh, if they, 
Because my favorite definition of long form is you're doing a scene that's never been or seen or played that's never been written. Mm-hmm. So if I can make it, if I can make it look like it's blocked, that these lines are rehearsed, that this character is something I actually worked on instead of made up on the second, if I can connect with an audience in a way that that makes them both laugh or and feel something, then I did my job. My job is to entertain, not to make them laugh. So if I if I pulled all those, that's it, that's the improvise, like the 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 product is laughter or entertainment, but Mm -hmm. the process is what they actually came here to see. So if I can do all that, great. Um, uh, Maybe I, I I might do something inadvertently to make them know, like, but that never on purpose. I'm kind of the other way. I would much rather, if I'm being honest with myself, I would much rather have the, uh, the takeaway from the show be that it was clearly improvised mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily in a way that was like, well, that had so many flaws to it. There's no way that they <laughs> prepared anything. Yeah. Uh, but like doing anything from like uh, making sure that if you take a suggestion, you use it uh, early and clearly um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and making sure that you reincorporate things from the beginning into the uh, middle and end um, so that people are like, well, you know, even if they, that this is the mindset I, I have found with a lot of audience who are suspicious of or skeptical of um, whether it's improvised is that like, well, you, the, maybe the first scene is improvised, but then you get into the written stuff seamlessly as you go. Oh. Um, and so if, if you can take their suggestion, use it early and clearly, and then keep reusing it in, in mixing it with the other stuff that isn't as clear along the way, then it's, it's more likely that they're like, well, there's a thread the whole way through, you know, I, I, I can't see where they would have broken from the, you know, the point where they started that was clearly improvised. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I had a, I had a strong feeling that both of you would come at that very differently. (laughs) To me, it's, you know what, if they go walk away, either they think I'm a brilliant actor or okay. Improviser. I'm, I'm cool with both of those, you know, like as long as they're entertained. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I think that I think that honestly, you know, it's obviously not better or worse one one way or the right. other. It's a beautiful, like you said, one of the best compliments to get is yeah. the the audience believing that like it was written or or you know f- having it feel that way. But just for me, in terms of like um, why I specifically choose improv, to, to, for me personally, like the the artistic satisfaction of doing an improv show. Um, if if that's my goal, then I would rather write a show. Um, like it just it's there's a weird disconnect to me where if the audience is like this is written and I'm enjoying it and I'm like this is improvised and that's why I'm enjoying it um so I'd rather just have the same experience it's kind of like that 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 meta or clown aspect of like mm-hmm. uh the audience getting the same thing out of it for the same reasons as as the uh performers um or at least at least some essential thing that's that's uh, connected in that way yeah. Well, what about for you, Shannon? Would you? Would yeah, you, yeah. You said you, you would... <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> <was> right. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I obviously, obviously, the comment like that didn't seem like it was re- like that. That did. That seemed like it was scripted. Uh, is it? I can't split this tie because the it's always <laughs> like a backhanded compliment. It feels right. It always. Really? Yeah, it I love it. Feels because yeah. It, well, it's like oh, good, good. We did it. But here's, here's, I'm going to see if I can get this. The reason that I love improv is because you are doing something in the moment 
with your partner, right? The if you're doing it right, you're creating something that is that people are watching and you're creating an emotion, you're creating a scenario, you're creating feelings in that person that are having them genuinely react to you in in a way that is surprising for both you, your partner and the audience. So you are surprised, right? If I'm getting the the, the comment that's that wasn't scripted or that was scripted, like that that wasn't improvised. There is something I feel that I have done that has caused the audience member not to break their barrier. So they haven't felt like they are part of the show. They haven't felt completely connected as if something is happening genuinely in front of them for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. And if they've missed out on that, it's like, ah, you missed it. You, 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 you missed, I, I didn't do my job. I don't feel like I did my job fully uh, for them to experience what I'm experiencing. Like I'm, yeah. I'm experiencing something for the first time. You should also be experiencing something for the first time. Now, some of that, some of that is just like, some audience members have right. a, uh, it's gonna be harder for them to connect because they're like already in disbelief. This is impossible. It's this. This is impossible, and they can't <laughs> leave. That's why they always sound like, like that. that, that the, show, yeah. <laughs> the negative audience member always has that voice. I don't. Impossible. You can't. You can't improvise something. Why, why are you doing out there? It's scripting to get this guy out of here. No. Just improvising to a whole audience of comic book villains. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we banned smoking in our theater because those cigar guys are horrible to perform for. I, so I, 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 I'm right with you though, Shannon, be, because like there's something um, it I, I'm glad that the audience enjoyed it. But if they're yes. like, it feels like it wasn't I, I'm like, you enjoyed it, but you think you still think it was something that it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> you still think it's a magic. It's a magic. It, Trick. You still think that there's something I'm hiding from you. Yes. Right. right. The, the, but uh, if you can, there, yeah, the, the feeling of like, you still think that there's something I'm hiding from you. I'm like, oh man, like I so, I, I, I improvised so hard. <laughs> I, 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 I so always, wasn't scripted. I yeah. always thought of the audience member who thought that was either just appreciating what happened or just ignorant and like, what just hit me? Yeah. You know, like I got hit by, no, it couldn't have been, I don't know, you know, yes. like. And they're di and that's the disbelief hat washes over after the show. Like you're, mm -hmm. they're with us. They're with like, you know, they, they're not getting up in the middle of the show. Like this is written. I'm <laughs> out of here. You know. Uh, yeah, but I, so I, I guess I'm like, uh, it's just thinking about it in terms of like the beats and mm -hmm. um, what you want the audience to experience. I guess it's like, uh, so Shannon, you were like, do you do things specifically to to yeah. make sure that the, to I remind or Prove yeah. um, that it's improvised, and um, how you use the suggestion is one thing. But I'll also like if I'm working on a show, um, I will redesign elements of it to be too hard to uh, do perfectly. To nail, yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Interesting. That's really what it is. Is that like I'll do my best not to. Although I have been guilty of this, uh, I'll just be honest. Is to like you know be. Uh, more willing to break or 
throw throw like a, a curveball, something that doesn't make sense instead of something that does make sense just to like kind of um, mix it up or whatever. Um, but more, uh, more um, a better example, I guess, <laughs> would be that like I'll redesign elements of the show to be like, okay, if if this if we can do this flawlessly, what would be another challenge um, mm -hmm. that, that we meet that threshold of impossibility again? Um, and whether that's short form having games that are just like too hard to do perfectly, uh, or long form, uh, palette cleanser games, um, or just lofty goals for, uh, uh, what, like the, you know, improvised Shakespeare is one of my favorite examples of this. Yeah. Of, of like, the part of the reason that's so fun is because like, you're not going to flawlessly improvise Shakespearean language like writing yeah so so that i'm okay i've, I've got oh uh, we're in it now so yeah, yeah. all right one the shakespeare thing i saw yeah. a duo uh in who knows where i saw them but they do uh improvise shakespeare and i sat there and i was like this is too good and then i was sad at myself for thinking like what a terrible like note to give <laughs> improvisers, right? But slop yeah, it up they, a little, right? Yeah. Like yeah, just like a little bit. Just I want to see your rough edges. Stop rehearsing. Yeah, truly, <laughs> <Your bums. laughs> And the thing was that like they both the 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 language, especially for someone who doesn't speak Shakespearean on a regular right. basis, right? But they had the, it was it was pretty flawless as far as the level and the commitment to the Shakespearean language that they had. And then they were great improvisers. They were. So like there it was it was like a 30, 30 to 45 minute set. So they just talked in Shakespearean until the very end. And it was like the show as, as was I mean it was improvised, but the what do you call it? The beats or the narrative was pretty like cohesive. I mean there's nothing weird came out of it and it it was like you're talking about james it was this like dang like i mean y'all okay so you rock shakespeare what else you got man like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> what what else you got? not enough <laughs> it felt terrible to feel that way yeah. but it, it there was there was the part i think what i was missing and this is uh, this is what personally i'm looking for in improv is like where is the connection between you? Like where, what, what am I supposed to be feeling here? Where is the, you're talking about this um, wave, Bob, like, and I think yeah. I missed that wave because once you are um, talented, inept, adept, inept, not inept, well, adept, I, yeah. you're doing something great. So <laughs> what their greatness was speaking Shakespeare, right? Their greatness right. is being able to do this thing. Great. Now, and this is where you're coming in, James, like, okay, so you can do that. Great. You can do it flawlessly. Where's the next challenge for you? Oh, like, yeah. So that I, as the, I, as the audience member, I'm like, oh man. Okay. Instead of saying to myself, well, I mean, I guess I just do exactly what I already do, but I do it in with Shakespeare is that what's the next challenge? Oh, and I, and I know I sound ridiculous, but like, are you th throwing fire? Like, are you like flame throwing and <laughs> yeah. like juggling? I can't do that. I can't speak Shakespeare yeah. and juggle, but like, there's a moment yeah. there and we're talking about beats. There is a something where you grab the audience once, especially in a narrative that's like 45 minutes. Like you have two hours. Cause we, I think that, 
we did, uh, we were doing like whole shows about an hour and a half to two hour shows for uh, wherever I am, the hideout. I'm sorry, hideout. Like for the hideout theater, they're like full, fully, they're full plays, right? Mm -hmm. So there is something, and this comes to those beats, right? At the very beginning of a narrative, you're going through and you're making all this stuff up. Once the audience catches on, like, okay, if you've got an audience who's with you, right? All right, I get it. We're doing uh, improvised Hitchcock, right? Great. Oh, Hitchcock. I love Hitchcock. Okay, great. I see the sets. Oh, I, I see Hitchcock. You're doing the thing where you like step into the profile yeah, oh yeah, you yeah. did that that's cool okay okay what else you got and that, that that's this that's the spot that's like the little sweet spot when the audience is like what else you got oh you you fucking better have something yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it's hard because with scripted theater the audience is almost because they don't because their expectation is that it's scripted Right? What are we even talking about? Have we lost the? Are we still talking about beats? But because the audience knows that it's scripted, now the what else you got is something different. Now they're judging you on like, okay, can you? Can I suspend disbelief? Can I sit here and really believe that I'm in the 1950s or whatever? What are the lights doing to uphold that? What is the? What are the sets doing to uphold that? And so there, there's some, there's some slack because they already know that all that what you're doing is reciting lines so there's a little bit of slack to me if we if we got jen in here jen pina like if we got a trained in the actor in here they'd have something else to say but there's like there is something about like it's made up okay well don't i make things up how are you making things up different than i can make things up oh you're doing it in shakespeare okay okay sure i can learn shakespeare now how are you making things up that i can't make things up and that's yeah. and maybe that's like i said right. like i'm an improviser so i was coming at that a little harsh i was yeah. like, I'll, i had a little like i, I can what? do that i can I speak shakespearean i can say they and thou yeah, what you got? <laughs> what happens when you meet these two guys or these two performers, and that's how they just actually talk? <laughs> <laughs> the great improviser rivalry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. This is her normal speaking tones. <laughs> that, that's funny. See. I, so I'm going to do a couple things. Uh, uh, one is uh, just to kind of mention that um, what you're talking about when you're when you see a show and they're doing what they're uh, promising to do too well. That to me is is just like what you described in the Super Bowl, uh, Shannon. Is, is that like the, the game's over? Like, right. There's no there's no thing for me to pay attention to or root for the comeback. It's like it's too dominated. That that. It's like great for the team that is doing really well, but mm -hmm. uh, less exciting as an audience member. And I think that that's you know that's your your perfect improv. Yeah. See now, is this all audience members or just us who already know how the trick works? You know, uh, because if someone tells me they're going to walk a tight wire and they do it, I'm impressed. You know, <laughs> yeah. but for the rest of the circus, like, oh, that dude walks that wire all the time. I'm actually <laughs> sick and bored. Why don't you let yourself on fire, Frank? You're always walking this wire like it's some kind of boring <laughs> trick, but you always cross. 
Okay. <laughs> you always make it. Jeez. You always make it. Like, why you fall one time? <laughs> just one time, one Frank. Fall. Just fall on. Just, just fall. give us one it's fall. Fine. Just to and remind then, us. And I, the audience member, might be impressed next time, Frank. So, I, I wonder if that's I, true, though, if, if like tightrope walkers do kind of like get good enough at it where they have to be like, uh, just well, to probably. keep the audience captivated. They, they do, though. They do because they, I've talked to tightrope walker. I'll say it. Give me a second. I've talked to tightrope walkers. Okay. I've talked yeah. to them. Now, here's, here's, this is the other thing. My husband happens, just happens. It just so happens. If you My say husband he's a tightrope walker, I'm walking. Tightrope walker. No, he's not a tight, but he is a magician. He is a magician. Okay. He, okay. he happens to be like a professional, like good magician. And he, it, sometimes he'll run, um, he'll run uh, bits or I, I wanted to get this illusions? right. They're not called tricks. They're called illusions, right? So yes, so he'll run on the illusion by me. And I remember one time he ran this illusion by me. It was something about uh, there was he was trying to get a knot to jump from one rope to another rope, right? So he's this like there's this knot. He's trying to get it to like jump, and the 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 script in which he was going through was something to the effect of like uh he couldn't he couldn't do it he couldn't do it and then he did it and mm. then there and then it gets bigger right like the illusion gets bigger it's, that's like the first part of the illusion uh, then other things happen and by the end of all these other things i i was confused and he got mad at me cuz i uh i was like well at the first part how come you couldn't get the the knot to jump? And he said, well, I, I mean, I can, but like, I'm trying to get you to see that it's difficult. And my response was, well, aren't you a magician? <laughs> <laughs> like, why yeah, is it? Cool. A child? Right? So you're just this kind of audience member for whatever you watch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm the worst. Apparently, I'm finding out through this podcast right now. I'm not coming to anybody's shows. Don't invite me. You don't want me there? Shannon is going to stand up and push you over during your show. (laughs) It's like, but the, the idea, I think, and he actually ended up changing that, that bit. Just for me, there is something about, there's, there's something about magic magic and there's magic in improv right and there's magic in tight roping right mm-hmm. um tight rope walking right there's this there is this magic that's happening that the audience once the audience for me for me once i understand that you are magic but now i believe it I believe it. I, I'm. Right. I'm. I bought in. Right. I bought in that you are a magician and you can make things fly. I bought in that you are a tightrope walker and it doesn't matter how thin that piece of floss is, you're gonna walk on it. Like, great. I believe it. So now, now what? If I believe that, if that, if this, when we talk about this in improv all the time, right? If this is true, what else is true? And I'm interested in that. What else? I'm, I'm, I, that's, that's what's getting me. And to try and pull that thread back into beats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to try. try. Here's the magic trick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If this, if this is true, once you walk in to 
a show or whether whether we're talking the very the overarching show or we're talking like the specific narrative or the specific scene or whatever the audience is if they are buying in then they're always asking if that's true what else is true and this is where your beats come in right if that if if margaret is a farmer is a farmer and all she wants is to move to the big city what else what else is true where are we going next and this is how you keep your audience you have to show them like that you're on the same page like i understand that we've introduced to you uh margaret she lives at the farm all she wants is the big city now i want to know why what else is true what family does she come from what uh what is the big city calling to her why is the big city calling to her what is it in her that she wants to go to the big city is she a singer is she uh, all she wants is uh, family whatever i don't know what it is that she wants but we those beats, because we haven't yet really discussed what is a beat, right? <laughs> to me, it's the, like no one knows. We were like, I tuned into this podcast about beats and I got nothing except get to the 11. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But what is the beat? But a beat is the fulfillment of the what else is true, right? We're trying to fulfill, if we lay something down, what, what else is true? Ah, this is true. If that is true now, what else is true? And then of course, of course, stringing those together right. in ways that are yeah. Not necessarily interesting, but uh, uh, internally fulfilling, right? And that's why we we can I mean we could go into all things yeah. like uh, music. What is the rhythm of this music? Ah, this is internally. I need a break. We've been we've been doing marimba. Now I need some salsa, and now I need a waltz, and now I need like break dancing. Like I need mm -hmm. that. But it's all we're all like in the same beat and rhythm. How'd I do? How'd I do? How'd I do? Oh, that was fantastic! Uh, truly. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I like how you brought up like before we can go onto the faster beat the you know uh we have to establish the norm so we first we have to yeah. establish that she is at the farm what else is you know what's her environment what is you know and then you know what her whys her wants and we can explore that before we get on to you know probably the meat of the the, the rest of the show which is her taking the journey to get to her wants yes know? And that, like, it's so beautiful because, you know, now that we've got this tightrope tight rope, uh, analogy, it's the thing that I realized I saw at Cirque du Soleil, like, years ago, right? And I was watching as there was there was a person on a tightrope, and they were... They were doing all sorts of things, and what you're talking about, we have to establish. Uh, we have to establish that there's a farm. We have to establish that she works on it. We have to establish this thing, and they went through all these things to establish. Look how high, right? We're climbing. How long does it take? We have like, uh, what do you call it? Counter, not counters, uh, timers, and we can see. Oh, it takes a minute for him to climb. It, man, it must be so high. Now let's see how thin the rope is. So we're like, he's like jumping on the rope he's putting his feet together or in line so that we're seeing oh man you have to be super balanced oh now we have the so we're establishing all, all right. of these things so that the audience understands now that this person is standing in the middle of the tightrope and doing backflips that's hard that's right. oh my gosh remember when he climbed all the he's so high he's so like we can't just and if we sort of uh water that down into like jokes, for instance, right? Yeah. We can't just hit stage and 
185 blah 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 is walking to a bar and the bartender says okay we can't just lights can't come up on that guy right <laughs> on this guy lights can't come up on this guy. <laughs> i kind of want that but i i, I, right. I love that guy <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that. We have to do all the things you're saying, all the things you're saying to get to the space where the person in the audience understand that that's hard. That's hard. Welcome. This is an improvised show. What you're about to see is improvised. Everything's made up on the spot. What is your suggestion? What's your favorite color? Blue. What's your favorite subject? Math. Right. So we have to we have to go through those things in order to get to the point where 185 looks hard or we have to get to the point where when uh bob breaks into a song in the middle of his set and it's accompanied by whoever is a company and he references margaret from the farm like whoa we've been here for like 30 minutes how did you even remember we talked about a farm i can't I can't believe it like we need all of that stuff Beats. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> And beats. Um, yeah, and beats. Um, I'm glad that we uh, defined beats before we were done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It only took us 48 minutes. We got there. Got, ladies but, and gentlemen, folks, I, so, performers, we got there. Yeah, un unfortunately, we, we do have to, to uh, wrap it up. But, you know, I think, I sincerely, I think there's a room for a, uh, a beats part two um, yeah. because e even, and I, I would love to, to even explore this, uh, uh concept of like in this conversation um the beats of our conversation in this hour like i have found it i as a conversationalist i'm much more apt to um think about where we are in the conversation what we've talked about uh what would be a good direction to take it next um how we're gonna like are are we on track <laughs> you know like i think we've all all three of us have been like we're not really talking yeah. about beats but i think i'm okay with it yeah. um i find it easier to be conscious of that stuff and sort of uh organically steer or decide not to steer um uh those types of beats in a conversation I don't find it easy at all to do to take that stuff and apply it to uh, narrative, especially, or even really sometimes inside of one single scene. So I'd still really love to talk about uh, applying um, those things. If for if for no no one else's benefit than my own, because no, I'm still I, trying to figure it out. I I say I say beats part two is next week. I'm in. Okay. I'm down for it. I, cause yeah, that, that, that's what I'm here for. Like that shit, like that, excuse me, that, like that <laughs> idea of being able to apply what right. we do in, in, like in life to improv and vice versa. That's what Shannon Stott was put on the planet for. So I'm here for you, James. Let's talk about that. Yeah, please. Part two. We'll, we'll get James through this, bud. <laughs> we might have to get like 11 beat episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> If we can fix James, that'd be great. No. <laughs> um, well, Shannon, uh, before we we let you go, um, anything going on in the world uh, that you'd like to plug for? Always just with? look me up on if you're look if you're on Instagram, if you're on YouTube, Shannon Stott Improv. Look me up there. If you're wanting to take a class from me, just email me. But ShannonStott.com is going to be your uh, best bet as far as where I am, what I'm doing, and getting in touch. So I I love this, and I love love to talk improv anytime, anywhere. So if you Facebook message me, if you're out there just like, man, what about, just hit me up. Cause I, I'll, I'll respond. 
Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I, I think we're, yeah, the, the, we're peas in a pod. Uh, yes. That. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. Sasha Lynn. Hi, Sasha Lynn. Uh, it's a good friend of mine out here in New York. Um, hey. Thank you for tuning in. Kurt, this is, uh, as he'll remind us often, his favorite show. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> Kurt. Pretty sure he says that about every show. Yep. Um, and uh, to anyone else who tuned in, um, you can catch us live streaming every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. And uh, you can also check out the improvnetwork.org for additional resources from the Improv Network, uh, including um, profiles uh, for yourself, your team, your theater, uh, your festival, and uh, blogs, and a whole improv FAQ page with video resources like this, as well as mini lectures um, to satisfy your improv itch <laughs> until we eventually get back on stage. Um, thanks again. That for was going. great. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thank Janet, you thanks both. Again. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, oh, James. I love thank being you. here. Thank you. Good seeing you. Thank you so much. All right. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.